guys, welcome to Rihanna's Lens, where I interact with you about the components in the STEM field and introduce you to fascinating people who passionately inhabit the scientific and technical frontiers of our society. My name is Rihanna Malhotra and I'm absolutely elated to share this podcast with all of you. On this episode, I'm joined by a guest who's an environmental program manager and a life coach for women in STEM. I'm so glad to welcome and introduce Isa Crystal. Thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to begin our discussion. Hey, Brianna, thank you so much for, for having me. I'm so excited just to be here chatting and keep important conversations going on in women in STEM. So let's do this. Yeah, me too. I'm so thrilled to talk to you about everything, including your profession and interests. So let's just get straight to it. Um, I was wondering what exactly motivated you to get into the field? What motivated you to become a life coach for women in STEM? Yeah, absolutely. So it all started with with my own story, I'll, I'll say. So uh, since the beginning, um, I... I've noticed that, you know, that the sphere of, of going into science specifically, so my background is in environmental science, you know, going into, I always felt a little bit, you know, I, I won't say out of place because I saw a lot of people like me in the beginning. Um, and by that, by that, I mean, going into college, being, you know, seeing people in class and so on and on. And I was like, okay, like even out of my friends, I think I'm one of the few that went into this, this field of science. So I was like, okay, this is different, but it's not that unknown. I can do this, right? And it's all believing about, oh, I can make a change with what I'm going to school for. This is what I want, et cetera, et cetera. And as time went by, I graduated college. I was exposed to a lot of professional organizations. Um, what ended up happening is that I start seeing how um, – women and then women of color and then you know women of um of certain age start kind of kind of like the numbers start like decreasing like i went i started my first job and i was like okay what do i want to do right like now i'm here in this job i have like all this career in front of me and i was like okay i can do this i mean i i know this in my in my like logically i know this right but then you start being in the culture, in the industry, and you're like, okay, so where do I want to go in five years, 10 years? Uh, I want to keep growing. I want to do something, right? And then I start looking at other places, like up up in the ladder. And I was like, well, I see only men. I see only this. And very subconsciously, I start like doubting, can I really do this? Or I start also looking at aspects of my life, like, uh, one thing that at first I was very career oriented, but as years went by, I mean, I'm in a relationship, I'm getting married soon. So it's like life is happening along the way. And it's like, wait, so let's say if I have a family, like, am I going to be able to, you know, be in like, continue my career? Like, so during my advancement, my first five years, I was really shocked and even like start doubting that I could even continue the dream that I had back in college of getting to a certain position, keep using science and so on. It, it got to the point that I was like, I don't know if like 
the industry is designed to for me to go like it's going to be so hard it's going to be so challenging so around five years into my career I start into this personal growth uh, movement and that's when I discover life coaching which basically is create start creating a life that that you want and I'm a big advocate of how can we create a life and a career, especially in women in STEM, that we love instead of showing up to a place and, and then being at the circumstance of, well, maybe I won't be able to achieve this because this industry is not used to that or so. So it, it, it's a transition. And along the way, on, on Instagram, um, just like you, I have met so many wonderful people that have opened my eyes to be like, oh, we can do this. We can make a change. So one tool I, I offer is life coaching, uh, really creating milestones and goals for, for my clients. And in the same way I did, it's like, okay, if I want to create my career the way I want, first I need to know, okay, how that's going to happen. What, what are the goals? And along the way, there are many things that you know, like I said, subconsciously, you don't even know about like fears, doubts, that that's why the STEM Belt Network, it's a big advocate of let's talk about them. Let's not hide from them. Let's not hide from, um, yeah, like their reality out there. And the more we talk about them, the more we know what's what's holding us back. The more we know, the more we can do something about it. And the more we do something about it, the more, you know, we get closer to that 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 thing we want and I've noticed uh talking with so many STEM girls like we all want different things and and it's okay to choose like what you want but but make a path for for our own and don't be discouraged for you know a reality that sometimes says women don't have a place in the table and that's pretty much what what got me all the way here yeah, that's awesome. I think it's also great that you went forward to pursue science, even though you doubted yourself. I think many people went through that phase just looking through, uh, just looking at the statistics. So um, they see that there are less women in STEM and they'll face discrimination. So they already start doubting themselves and they don't go forward with it. And as you said, that um, sometimes there are fears that you don't even know of and you haven't even experienced yet but that's the fun of it when you get into this field you get to experience your fears and overcome them so um, I really agree with what you said and uh, so it's also great that you're motivating people that are to get into STEM especially women and people of um, different backgrounds I think that's really important that we get the statistics right um, you know, this so that there's equality in STEM. Absolutely. I have a very uh, a good Instagram friend. Her name is Lorena. And I don't know if you heard of her organization, Every Point. Um, Every Point, I think it's the name of Every One Point, I think. And basically, she has developed a business where she goes and audits businesses to see how their diversity and, and, it, and it's a way for companies to to start realizing, oh my God, maybe we're in a way biased towards something, right? And I, I think just, just this change, because I think we're going through a lot of change where social media and there are so many platforms that allowed us to really believe that, that we can do this and just um, like don't 
don't let that fear um, that has been or has existed in the past drive us and start being, you know, change makers. And at the end of the day, I think one of the things that I, I love about this organization I'm telling you about is that she says like women or like us, sometimes uh, we represent what we represent 50% of, of the human of the world population. Right. And how is that we're so like it, it, it's just one of those things that it's just not logical that we are so unrepresented or it's not like, how is that we got to this very little numbers? I think it's 25% of women that start in the STEM fields and within 10 years of a professional career, that numbers like blows down, like it just goes down, 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 down. Um, and it's like, is that logical? It's not. And, and still those I, I'm sure, and the more I talk with people, like there, there was a reason why we went into these fields. We are in love with the science, with the tech, with the math, the engineering, right? And it's, I, I believe it's, it's one of those things that we can, as women, we can contribute so much as a person. I guess like your gender shouldn't even like matter, and and just do what you want. I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and. Yeah, like you said, the percentage of women in STEM is like still really low. It's progressing due to so social media and all the advocacy that's going around. But still, we're not there yet where we desire to be like an equal number of men and women or diversity in STEM. So hopefully by in the recent, in the next few years, um, I hope we can see a few change in those numbers because um, I think more people are interested to join the STEM fields now. Um, because the more we know right like the more yeah. we know like I, I think it's great to now more and more professionals are sharing what they do in the day-to-day -day. and that's something that uh, for the longest time has been kind of um, you know like we weren't exposed to it and it's so cool to see all those women achieving amazing things so uh, I like programs like yours it, it's great to know what is out there and invite people to, to just see, hey, like this exists. I remember when I started my career, I was like, I know why I want to do this, but I didn't know if I was going to be able to do that. And it's like, oh, and now it's like all this exposure. And the more that is, the more I think as a collective, we can believe we can get to there. Like we can be part of that change. And the other point I wanted to make too is like, this start with us and in the STEM network i think the main thing the main mission is to remember that you me like each one of us that are part of this network or just women in stem like we're the ones that are going to drive that we're going to be the ones that you know way we have to put ourselves in the front line to start making these changes and it doesn't have to be a horrible experience or like you know like a constant fight there are tools there are resources there's been the experience of other people that have done it so the more we share like between you and I right like oh how do you accomplish this oh I did this and that and we might be able to shortcut you know one way of doing something and that's I think at the end of the day is work smarter not harder yeah certainly and as a life coach um what's your favorite experience been and um, has there been anything that's been life-changing for you during this entire journey? Yep. I think 
the the and this is kind of the it's like the beginning and the end of creating a goal basically so the the beginning of you know start to, like saying i want to achieve that i want to achieve let's say i, I help a lot of people accomplishing like even like fitness goals right but it's so important in your life um or even a new job or, or a job with this type of culture you know just achieve that next thing it's great to open yourself to the possibility so personally um even just say i want to you know go to my next level job i want to um do this like i know very specifically what i want to be doing i know how much i want to be compensated i know what type of company I want to work for. Like that was my experience and saying, okay, I want that. And I feel like a lot of times we are very afraid to say exactly what we want. Or sometimes like we don't even think about it. We're like, um, I used to go with the flow, like whatever people offer me, whatever they tell me. And, and I mean, that is okay. There's a point in your life where it's okay, but it's so empowering to say, this is what I want. I know it in my bones. It's, It's the way I, I really want, in my bones and in my soul. Um, and then the process of creating that. And then at the end, I, I like to work on three months uh, projects or milestones, I call them. So like at the end of three months, what I've seen with myself and other people is like, you create so much intentionally, like you put your attention into, okay, I'm going to create this job or I'm going to create this, um, like, recently I helped someone that I wanted to go to a, a graduate program in another country, another continent. And it's like, at the end, the person that you become, like, I, I do believe everybody has the potential. Everybody has really the ability to do it, but not a lot of people create it. And when you like, you're, you're like, I'm all in, I'm going to do it, even though I'm going to like go through ups and downs and you do it. And then you look back, it's like, damn, it, it feels so, sorry, <laughs> it feels so empowering to say, I can do this. And if I already did this, what else I can create? Also, another thing that I really like, it's to, now I can say, I love to know what fears came along the way, because those never go away. And there's always some fear and being in peace with them and being like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be afraid of rejection maybe when I ask for a job but I'm going to learn so much from it so it's 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 a it's a big mindset change and definitely the person that ends at the end of that milestone it's some it, it's a change that it, it will happen forever the transformation is forever and I think that's kind of what I like the most that process of transforming and everybody has the ability to transform themselves And that's beautiful, I think. Yeah, and um, this entire journey and milestones, like facing your fears and um, getting some failures in your life, that is what's really important and will get you forward. And like you said, setting goals and listing out your plans, I think that's important as well so that you have a clear road in front of you. Also, even while setting this meeting, I remember you had sent me this little app where we can schedule it. So I think... You had an entire schedule planned for you and um, that's what makes everything so organized and sorted for you. I think that's great. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and you know, it's funny that you said that because in the beginning I wasn't doing that, but then like the more you do, the more you're like, oh, okay. Like you improve in the process. And I think one big thing that in my life I have growth and learn from it's perfectionism, right? Like I think everybody has them, has it. And, and sometimes we left, you know, like not, it, it's like being in peace with, okay, I'm willing to do this, even though it's not perfect. And if it's not perfect, it won't mean anything about who I am, like what, what type of things I can accomplish in life. It's like, no, this is just one small step. I'm willing to get closer. I'm willing to learn from the lesson. Um, I'm willing to take even a rejection. It feels horrible. I, like, I can talk about that so very well because I got like eight rejections when I was with my previous job and I was and being in a mindset of, you know, I'm, I'm closer. It, it's a big mindset shift. But once I got my last job, like my, I'm talking about my milestone, right? What I was going to, I was working on, I got exactly what I wanted. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, I got the role and responsibilities I wanted. I got the money. I got a company that I, I up to this day, I'm so happy with the decisions I made. And I was like, if I would have told this to Isa, who was 22 years old, now I'm 30, <laughs> it was like, I, I wouldn't believe it. I was like, no, there's no way you can do this. And now I'm like doing it. And it's like, wow, I can do it. And I've seen other people doing it. And it's a growth process. Um, and the faster you get through that, I guess, I guess everybody can go through that in life. It's just how fast do you want that, if that makes sense. But yeah, um, letting go of the perfectionism a little bit, it's its key. <laughs> yeah, and like you mentioned that um, growth is so important and there are some stuff, there's some things that we didn't even know we can accomplish, but if we push ourselves out of our comfort zones, we can really test those things out and who knows we succeed in that as well. Uh, absolutely. Everything, it's, it's, it's a learning lesson. Even if I, I, I was talking with, someone that went into a job hated it right and she's like oh like big mistake I spent two years in this place that it I didn't like blah 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 but I was like well now you know forever <laughs> like nobody can take that away from you like you know that that is specific let's say a role or part of the process within what you want to do it's not for you. And that's okay. Like it's, it's, it's part of you becoming, you know, like finding what is that you want. Like I, I also like in my life, I, I know when I started my degree and I graduated, I had one idea of what I want to do and it has changed so much. And I think that is something really interesting to talk to when you like women, us women in STEM, we have an idea of what we want to do. And it's great to hear like, the people that it's already, you know, in this maybe role that you want to achieve or it has already, you know, developed something or like, it, it's great to hear their stories. But once you hear their like real detailed stories, I think podcasts are, they're a great tool to, you know, share the stories. You realize it's not linear, like how someone gets to grow so much, let's say in a CEO position or in a director position, it's never linear or it's very rare when it's just like linear, linear. Like there's people 
that has been years ahead of us in, in experience and so they get there like jumping, trying, failing, trying again. And sometimes with ourselves, we're so harsh and we're like, no, I need to pick like the perfect next step. And, and just having a little bit of grace and being like, no, I, I, I can try. And, and you learn so much from everything, from what doesn't work and what works. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. And now you're also um, interested in environmental sciences. So um, what exactly is it that fascinated you to get into that field? First of all, it was, I couldn't believe that, you know, it was, when I started my degree, it was mainly pollution as like, I want to do something about it. The world is, I, I think my, in my mind, I was like, I want to save the world. This was 18 year old me. <laughs> And then uh, as when I started like go going into, um, I did a little bit of research during college, went to a ton of scientific conferences. It was like, oh my God, the, all the research is there. Like there's a lot of research. There's a lot of resources. Like we already know a lot. So I started becoming very curious about, okay, we have all this knowledge. Why it's not being applied in the world? <laughs> like, we already have so many solutions for things. And I, after I graduated college, I was like, I want to start applying this. I want to, you know, learn how all this knowledge I got, it's applied in the real world. And when I started in the real world, you know, in the business, in the industry, um, I realized, oh my God, all these decisions are money-driven, time-driven, and I, I was like, how is this possible? The science is clear, the science says. But then when, it, for me, it seemed like there was this big disconnection between what we know and what is being done. And towards my career, I, I around that time is when I got really discouraged because I was like, there's this big gap. The world like doesn't really pay attention. And then you hear politics, you hear that climate change, like people doubt climate change it's like and then big companies really don't do much to address it or like the USA for example saying that we're not going to do everything that it's in our hands to do something about it that's pretty discouraging and it's like well is it worth it that I'm here is it worth you know what little what change am I gonna I'm gonna do like that question came through my head so many times because again I had a passion for it since the beginning, but then I, I continued. And at some point I realized it came with my own personal growth where I was like, well, I can do maybe something about it where I am and contribute to that idea or that dream that I had about myself. And so I start from there learning, okay, maybe, you know, maybe there, there's a, part where businesses they do what they've been doing for many years um but maybe when they have the right person in the table or I can be that person in the table telling them this information and I, I started in consulting that that's kind of what led me to be pretty much make my clients so consulting is basically you uh you, you get hired by businesses to make sure, I mean, they hire you as a consultant to make sure that they are in, in, in compliance, that they are 
um, following the regulations and so on, on. Of course, they're seeing it from a business perspective because if you don't have problems, you can still do business. But if you do have problems, it's, it's a lot, right? So my job is to, in a way, make sure that they are good. But by me being in the table of the conversation, I can, you know, in a way, advocate for the most sustainable uh, decisions or recommendations, or at least be someone in the table explaining to the business, okay, if you go this route, you know, this is how you're going to, these are your pros, your cons. So I, now my, my, I guess my career has evolved where I feel like I'm a liaison between the business or the industry that they're there to make business they are there to create something. And uh, in a way with my knowledge, my experience, do my best to address, you know, the environmental problems that they might have and ultimately avoid pollution in that way. We all have clean water. We all have clean air. Um, So that's, that's kind of what still to this day I have to remind myself when I'm in the middle of problems and projects not going accordingly (laughs) budgets are like all over the place and it's like okay why going back to the to the why and I think sometimes that's easy to forget uh when you're in the middle of this like let's say a toxic work environment it's it can let you I've seen people almost to the point of I'm I'm ready to quit my career it's like okay let's remember why we're here and if if that's not a a good you know like if someone is like well I don't feel connected with my reason I I even help people with that which is like okay it's okay but everything you learn you take it with and it's always okay to question like do you do I still like what I do and that's why I say create a career in your own terms because it's okay to change it's okay to do it as long as you know you're going the, the direction that you want yeah certainly and um that's totally awesome about what motivated you to get into this uh field and hearing that you care so much about the environment is really important especially these days um because now as times are progressing the environment isn't really um you know progressing and um there's more pollution everywhere and it's something that really needs to be worked upon. So uh, what is your role as um, an environmental program manager? Right. So I, I am coordinating a group of people that uh, ultimately we, like I said, so we have a client. In this case, I'm going to say it's an airport. It's an airport and they need to make sure, I mean, they, they just by being an airport, they have different permits. They need, like the law already says, you need to make sure that your waste is disposed this way. You need to make sure that when it rains or stormwater, you do this. You need, I mean, by law, right? But I mean, the airport, it's there to fly planes. They don't really like know much about what it takes. It, you need a lot of documentation. Um, evidence to make to really document that you're being in compliance with your permit or with the law so that's where I come in or I guess the company I work for we are like hey we're gonna do this for you that's pretty much consulting right so you are good to fly planes for example 
And my role, it's just to make sure, well, it's to make sure that everybody, um, okay, so that their deadlines or when they need to submit paperwork or reports or when even something happens, because things happen that we react quickly. So the client is in compliance. Again, they're good with the law. And in my role, um, we need to do a lot of sampling. Like we actually go and test, let's say the water, or if there's waste, we need to do certain procedures. And all this needs to be done with quality, right? So there's that. Then once you, you know, sample the, the medium, then you get the lab results. We don't, we don't really do that. Uh, we send that to labs, but we need to make sure that everything is done in, time, in a timely manner. Um, the other big aspect is that it's done within budget. That's another thing that I never thought I was going to work like very tight to like budgets and money. I was like, no, no, no. I like signs. I don't like to do that. But, you know, in a way, that's how you pay for things. So it's like, okay, are we within budget? Like, did we did this efficiently? So after we get the results, we create reports. And in the report, is, it's the opportunity to share what as professionals, like me as a professional, why I recommend my client. Um, and this is depends. So there's a lot of decision making in the process where it's like, oh, you know, we we got this, let's say there was a big spill in the ground. Um, here are your options. There's option A, B, C. So I'm recommending A because this and this and this. Um, there's option B. I don't recommend it because this might happen in the future. Uh, and I'm really giving my professional opinion to them. Ultimately, the client has to make their decision. I mean, they it's their business. But I definitely, like I was saying, it, I feel like sometimes it's my job to also be like, a, not a persuasive, but really be a good communicator of, of what what, what are the things kind of like put myself in the shoes of the business owner and be like, okay, what they're going to think, how they're going to decide what is important to them. Right. In that way, I can also give them, you know, if they have any questions or so, I already thought about them and it's like, okay, this is my best advice in this point. So reports and then, um, talk to the regulators or so talk to the environmental agencies, either state or federal, make sure that everything is good. Or sometimes they have questions and like, you just need to address those because you're representing a company. So all that needs to be done. And of course, one person can do it all. So I have a team of, it's like six people and, and like three other field people that sometimes I need to fight for resources. I'm like, I need this person and other project manager would be like, but I have this project going too. So it's, it's a very interesting uh, dynamic, but overall I lead this team to make sure that, that we are, you know, meeting all this project details. And it's, it's very satisfactory because you learn a lot along the way, definitely. Um, this is something that I never thought I was able to, which is lead people. And this opportunity has allowed me to really explore the, the strengths 
and also recognize when someone is, you know, uh, not very experienced in something and even like train people to, so they can perform at their best. So th that's another conversation, which is like managerial skills, which it's new for me. It's still new. I'm still learning. Uh, but that's overall what, what I do. So we, I lead a team and we make sure that, um, uh, I guess everything is in check and the client is in compliance and yeah, we use a lot of, um, interesting chemicals. We found interesting things in the ground that shouldn't be there. And it's like, Oh my God. But I, at the end of the day, it's, we're making things cleaner or we're doing something about it and it's not something that it's going to get lost and years down the line contaminate or cause big harm to someone downstream or contribute to air pollution. We're making our part to make sure that it's controlled and when a problem happens, it gets addressed very quickly. Yeah, that's so fascinating. And um, like you just mentioned that uh, it's so important that you're working towards a problem and making sure that gets controlled immediately so that to, to avoid any further damage that may occur in the future. Right. I mean, yeah, it must take a lot of time to be um, fully, like to be at least have a safe environment, but I think every drop makes an ocean. So every step that you're taking will uh, eventually improve the environment in the long run. Right. And it's great to um, be, I, I think that's one of the things at the beginning I, I didn't recognize that when you're in a group of, of people in a team, really understand why everybody is there. And ultimately you ended up discovering like when you start working in your industry or so, it's like everybody's there for the same reason. And it's very powerful because like, oh, we all want, you know, like, like I was saying, for me, it's important to have a clean world. And then when I, you start to talk with the coworker, like what it's interesting for him. Oh, he's interested about having safe oceans. And I think collectively being like, we're on the same page and we're making this and you get to meet great. Um, I feel super fortunate because I work with brilliant people that I'm, I'm surprised because sometimes like I, I acknowledge, I'm like, I'm a smart, intelligent person, but I, I don't know at all. I don't, uh, can, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And then when you're surrounded by, and believe that you're surrounded by a great team, it happens. And, and yeah, I, that, that's like one of the main things that you get to work with other people that is interested in the same things as you, and you're all working towards the same. That's amazing. Definitely. Uh, lastly, is there any advice that you would like to give to anyone that wants to join this field? Yes. Um, be open to really like listen, trust, trust and listen what you want. A lot of times um, we are surrounded by, oh, you like your mom, you should do this or your family, you should do that. Um, even friends, oh, we're all going to do that. And that is great to hear and learn from what other people have done around you. But, but if you feel called to do something that even sounds weird or so, like be curious to know more about it at least and know and 
in a way, um, be open or like now with social media, we're so close to send a DM to maybe like a NASA engineer, right? Or a CEO, like maybe they might not answer or no, but I've been surprised but how people actually answers. Uh, when you share, hey, I'm very interested into learning more how you work with this country to have clean water. Like, I'm surprised how many people actually replies to you and share with you, oh yeah, like I went to school and did this. I had this opportunity, this internship. And, and then little by little, you start seeing, oh, this is not actually impossible. It's actually possible for me to pursue this, pursue this. And also be, like I said, trusting of, of your passions. And, and there's a lot of opportunity in this world. Uh, you might need to, you know, find it, but there is. So as an advice, yeah, be open to the possibilities. Follow your, your, your like, if you have an interest, follow it and see where it takes you um, and stay curious. That's another big one. Yeah, that's some really good advice. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on. I had a really great time discussing this with you and getting your insights about your experiences and your profession. So uh, thank you so much. And to let all of you know, this podcast is now available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Cast. Make sure you subscribe to all listening platforms and stay tuned for more. Isa, is there anything you'd like to say before we log off? No, we're all in this together. Let's keep rising. And if for some, for any reason you feel like I don't know, um, seek other women. We're all in this together, and we're here to help. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, and bye bye.